0: Well, good Tuesday, friends. I'm glad to have you uh, join us for the podcast here at St. Andrew's Community Church. We are a global Methodist congregation. We're so glad to be able to come in each week and share with you some reflections on last Sunday's sermon as well as this coming Sunday's sermon. And here with me on the set is the right reverends, like bookends, Bonnie and Josh. What's up? And of course, behind the scenes, a man that makes it all happen in good fashion is Jeff Smith. Jeff, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday? Hey, it's a Tuesday. I'm doing good. You're doing good. And Jeff just got back from uh, Colorado with a hockey trip. The hockey season has started for collegiate teams. Jeff, how was it in Colorado? Was it getting cool?
1: Oh, it was glorious. I uh, woke up in the mornings, uh, high 40s low 50s uh was fantastic uh, i think uh, weather got up to 78 while we were up there so yeah uh kind of sad i'm back down in the heat
0: and the aspens Holy. i'm guessing were turning golden while you were up there and they did have a sweep they won both hockey games so how are you two doing today golden
2: like your shirt golden
0: like i, I appreciate that because when i bought this actually i didn't buy the shirt i got this as a prize winning at the OU Wesley Golf Tournament. Nice. And when I brought it home, my wife looked at me and said, why did you get an orange shirt? It's an orange shirt. And I said, if you think Whoa. it's gold, your color colorblind. Harvest gold. No, that is orange. It's
1: gold. I That's Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee. volunteer that is orange.
0: That is, no, that Tennessee is harvest gold. You better
1: get Superman
0: Josh, to hold me I, back.
2: Facebook friends, please <laughs> tell us. Do you yeah, think?
1: Leave in the comments,
0: gold or orange
2: shirt.
0: Harvest gold, not just any gold percent or
1: i'll go grab a gold medal out of my office right now and i will prove
0: to you that that ain't gold (laughs) okay instead of doing that while everybody's weighing in tell us about this week's bobblehead
1: yeah this is uh superman obviously and uh i'm just through this uh apostles creed series the seven statements on the son of god and so uh just been picking different uh, bobbleheads. You know, Luke Skywalker the first week. I am your or, father. Because we talked about the Sons of, Son thunder, of thunder at midweek. And, uh, you this had week, Loki
0: too, right? Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this week Superman, because I can't pronounce his dad's name, but we all know...
2: I think it's Kal-El, isn't it's it? It's something
1: Kal-El, like that. Is that yeah. It's something like that. Son of Kal-El. Yeah, something Show like that. Show yourself. So, that's or maybe what we've his got. Name is
2: Kal-El. And if
1: know. if you uh if, if you like the movies and I don't like the I'm not going to nerd out too much on this, but I like the Marvel <laughs> movies way more than the DC <laughs> movies but in that we see that superman died and rose from the dead well that's and, in two
0: weeks that well, we talk about that
1: yes but uh but we talked about descendants of the dead this coming week right and um so i just figured uh let's have some fun with it so that's why i went absolutely with Superman this week so and reverend bonnie <laughs> pastor bonnie what do you prefer
0: you said josh called you reverend at home i have
1: never called her that
0: ever <laughs> Then she has achieved the
1: first rule
0: of preaching hyperbola, say things for effect. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I've, how, how are you um, bonnie
2: josh keeps calling me pastor bonnie which is kind of like it's a little strange i'm not gonna lie because i have been miss bonnie for longer than like anything and so pastor bonnie sounds it's fine it just it took a little while to get used to but i think i tell all of the kids to call me miss bonnie
0: okay because so. when when i talk about you i, I say pastor bonnie yeah. i think it's important that people understand yeah. that you are a pastor and
1: let's just be hundred percent honest here if, if if I can be honest in our family she's way more pastoral than I am so it's way more appropriate to call her pastor Bonnie than it is to call me pastor Josh because I've I'm not I mean even though I'm a pastor I'm not like a, much of a pastoral I struggle with connecting with people on uh being um on on a pastoral level and and like in that. So, if I'm just being honest, she deserves the title of pastor way more than I do. Okay. Well, that's very kind. Well, Bonnie, uh, you preached
0: this last Sunday on the next part of the Creed. So, where are we going to go today? What do, what do we have up here?
2: Okay. So, for our recap, I wanted to see what you guys were thinking on the statement that each part of the Creed is a milestone in our understanding of who God is and how He is revealing Himself to us. So what are your thoughts? Josh I, I, got real excited.
1: Yeah, I loved, I loved your sermon this week. Uh, Absolutely. For, for a couple of, we, couple of reasons. Um, there were several things that I hadn't thought of. One being, and, and I shared this in staff today, the thing that I continue to go back to and I've just kind of been wrestling with, and I, I, I don't know why I never realized this or thought of this, because it just makes sense. But uh, in David's prophecy of Jesus' death, um, when you look back in Psalms, crucifixion hadn't even been invented yet right? and so and wouldn't be for hundreds
0: of years (laughs) I mean it's not like somebody read that and went we ought to start killing people this way
1: I mean he's (laughs) writing that and and is describing something he hadn't seen hadn't even been invented yet and I've never thought of that before and so that was that was just really cool something I've continued to kind of uh, chew on uh, over the last few days Uh, but each each milestone as you put it or a segment of this week's phrase um, is so incredibly important in recognizing that jesus has experienced all the things that we've experienced that you know you even reference the the advertising of he gets us um Mm -hmm. and and that and and i even mentioned this to bonnie i was like the sermon readjusted a little bit would be like the perfect Funeral sermon, and understanding that we can approach suffering and death at a, a completely different way because Jesus experienced right. those things and faced those things, we can face them differently. And uh, and so I just I really appreciated um, uh, everything that you that you shared this week, and it's really. It has given me lots of things to think about the last couple of days
0: yeah i you know I like the idea of milestone. I thought that was a creative way to walk us through the sermon. It was easy for me not only to follow what you were saying but to anticipate where you were going, yeah, which yeah. is you know I don't preach Give, that way come in there. <laughs> i'm I'm waiting for the big surprise at the end, <laughs> but the thing I really liked is the idea of milestones. It also made me think what other milestones were there in Jesus' life, yeah his baptism was one. Uh, Even before that, when when he was scholars think about 12 family goes to the temple, he gets left behind. And and I've never thought about it until this is that was kind of like his bar mitzvah. We don't read of his bar mitzvah. uh, But as part of the bar mitzvah, they would be quizzed on the Torah. Yeah. And Jesus was teaching them. You know, I mean that's a huge milestone, but we don't think of that. We don't think of the baptism. We don't think of him overcoming the temptation Mm -hmm. Uh, There there were other milestones that were obviously important. However They weren't necessarily important in the formation of the Creed. I I find myself wondering did the authors of the Apostles Creed? (laughs) Surely somebody was in there going, okay We got to have the baptism (laughs)
1: Right. You know? Well, and here's what I love, and and Bonnie and I talked uh, about this last week um, just at the house as she was preparing for the sermon and stuff. What I love is that when we think about Jesus' death, that's the sole purpose of God coming to earth. Yeah. All the way back to the Christmas story, Jesus Mm -hmm. being wrapped in swaddling clothes yeah, Right. That like was, grave clothes. Yes, that's what the swaddling cloths were for, was in preparing someone for burial and preparing bodies who had died. And that's all they had available to them when Jesus was born, foreshadowing this very purpose in the creed, dying. It was the sole purpose he came. And, and obviously resurrection tied to mm-hmm. that which we'll talk about in a couple weeks right but you Don't can't
2: give away that ending.
1: you can't resurrect if you didn't die <sighs> it's and okay so, for us
0: to anticipate
1: okay, okay. <laughs> dying for our sins like yes jesus did a lot he he was a good example there was a great teacher all miraculous of
0: those, power yeah
1: all mm-hmm. like miracles walking he did incredible things but the cool. sole purpose of jesus coming to earth was to die and it that's foreshadowed all the way back to in his birth and, and I just I, I love that it, it's really cool to think about
2: that was one of the stories that Josh was like you you cuz he re- I let him read my sermon I let him look ahead I,
0: you had <laughs> shared it with me and I started reading and I stopped because I didn't want it to be ruined for me on Sunday morning
2: I appreciate that <laughs> I really do but so he was like well you could include this but at this point I'm kind of like looking at the amount of time I, I actually preached on Sunday and how many people probably were upset that they didn't get to lunch on time um, I kind of like well, come I didn't to nine thirty they should not be
0: going to lunch after that you should be going to Sunday school <laughs> right <So laughs> or the here's golf my course formal
2: apology for having a too long sermon <laughs> no no
0: apology necessary is that dang communion that always takes time <laughs> that
2: does that does um, okay so what what do you guys think um about the question of does it matter? does it matter to you um or to humanity um that Jesus suffered?
1: yeah i mean absolutely absolutely it matters okay. uh, on on one level is simply uh as a way to as a, as a touching point a connecting point between God and us and Jesus going through all the same things that we go through suffering backstabbing all the different things that he experienced mm-hmm. and went through and yet was without sin. Yeah. I think that elevates even more so his obedience um and and as we try to like figure out this weird 100% God, 100% human, and we have a tendency to maybe emphasize one over the other at times, mm-hmm. um, still recognizing, no, no, he was 100% human, experienced suffering, experienced all these things, yet still was without sin, yet still was obedient to God, um, and, and understands when we suffer, when we've been backstabbed, when someone has turned their back on us, like Jesus in a very real level understands yeah, and he's relates. Been
2: through it.
0: So here, here's a question. And and I love the fact that in the sermon, you kind <clears> of, <throat> you you took each part of the statement, which was bold, which, and that's why it would have taken so long. Cause yeah. there was a lot in there. Yeah. The question I have for you is what kind of inspired you to answer the question. This is why this matters.
2: Man. Um, I have had, you know, I've had people ask me questions specifically about the apostles creed about, you know, why. Why is this here? Um, Can we just get rid of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) specifically and-
0: Cancel culture. Yeah, We want to cancel it if we Um, disagree with it.
2: And and so that's kind of one of the things that has has sat in my heart. Like I really do think that the Apostles' Creed is set up in a way that each of those statements makes a difference it makes a difference in who we understand um god to be and it makes a difference in, el- in helping us to understand um how god is continually revealing himself even till today um obviously we can't add statements to the apostles creed mm-hmm. um or to scripture but um but you can look at it and you can see the way that god has revealed himself in the past and you can you can trust. Um, um, the, the, the things that you see today have been proven and shown in the past as well.
1: Right. Right. So, well, and so much of, like, we so many times can verbalize what it is that we believe. Um, but I think it, it it's another level, and it becomes a little bit more difficult when we try to explain why mm-hmm. we believe mm-hmm. those things. And so um, that's one thing I've really appreciated about this series is we're covering the what as we yeah. look at the Apostles' Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also really hitting driving down deep the why, you know, mm-hmm. the first week, God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and, and really talked about, you know, why that matters, that God right. is relational, that God is good and great, right. that God is near and set apart and holy and powerful. And 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 we, you know, we talked about that with Jesus being the son the of God son, and yeah. Lord, right. right? And so the why matters, what we believe matters and why uh, helps us own that faith even more. Mm-hmm. When when I can not only recite what I believe, but why I believe it, it prepares me uh, when someone is questioning why I believe something, mm-hmm. and it prepares me to defend my faith in, in ways that if I didn't know the why, I can say, well, I believe this uh, because that's what I've read and that's what people tell me. Right. Um, but being able to drill down deeper into the why is, is huge for strengthening our faith.
0: Well, and, and when I look at this part of the creed, and again, we know the creed is not scripture. We do not make it equal to scripture, but, but everything in the creed is scriptural. That's where it comes from. And when I think of suffering, yeah, I'm very clear. When I think of the suffering of Jesus, uh, I think part of the, the, why that matters is because this is what sin deserves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and even in some ways, our sin causes us to suffer. Even when we think it's pleasurable, it's really causing us to suffer. So on the cross, Jesus suffers for good reasons. But then the next part, it was under Pontius Pilate. And I've never really thought about this, you know, 10 had asked in the book why is pilot one of only two people mentioned and you i thought did a great job because i'd never thought of it why this matters because it's historical yeah, yeah. nobody doubts that pontius Pilate was this despot who cared little for human life so even though he found no fault in jesus yeah, okay kill him yeah go ahead you know yeah, yeah. and and that was historical
1: yeah it it play, places this story at a specific time in history that we have, like you said, other outside sources historical documents besides just our Bible, um, which is mm-hmm. i mean the the idea that if this had happened at another time period where we didn 't have those documents um, i hadn't hadn 't really considered that before, but yeah there's there 's chunks of time in history where we don 't have a lot of evidence for things right and, i mean and this you, just happens to be a time period where that's not the case there's yeah. all kinds no, of evidence not, outside yeah. of scripture
0: and you mentioned i think tacitus the mm-hmm. his yes. roman yeah. historian yeah. and of course there was also josephus yes. who i believe was a jewish yeah. historian mm-hmm. but he talks about jesus and so it, it's not just that um uh, the bible records jesus but other texts talk about him.
2: I didn't mention Josephus because he comes a little bit later and so I was trying to figure out what was the closest one and so and um, in the annals from um, from Tacitus that's from 115 BC roughly mm-hmm. um, give or take and so that is it's pretty close it's, it's within a hundred years of what we think to be the time of Jesus's crucifixion um, and resurrection um, so I mean that's you can look back and you can see Things that are within a hundred years, and and you can find still find, um, you know, primary sources at that right. point, right? So that at that point, they would have had people around who would have maybe either still remembered or knew somebody who still remembered those things. At
0: the most, one generation removed. Yeah, exactly. Or at the least, one generation so,
1: removed. Are you guys ready to get
0: down to the nitty gritty? No, I, I want to talk a little bit more about dead. If if that's a nitty gritty, okay, I'm ready to go there.
1: No, that, that's fine. I'm 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 excited to hear. What you have to say about descended yeah. to the dead and, and, and i'm I'm stalling a little bit because I don't want to give all
0: my secrets away, but uh two two things I want us to think of number one is you said he really was dead, he really really he <laughs> was really dead. really was, yeah, yeah, and one of the images I got as I'm listening to that is, yes, because before Jesus sacrifice on the cross, it was animal sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Animals were dead. They weren't nearly dead. They were ripped in half. They were dead. And so, as a sacrifice for our sin, what we understand is yeah, he, he was really, really dead. Yeah. But the other thought I had then when talked about, you know, he was buried again, he's, he's really, really dead. If he had not died on the cross,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which he did, but if he hadn't died on the cross, he would have died in the tomb.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, uh,
0: there, there's a theory, the swoon theory that he was nearly dead, but he was in the cool dampness of the tomb and it kind of revived him. And there's a whole lot wrong with that idea. Uh, yeah, he, he, he was really dead and I love the statement. You have it here. I'm going to read this because again, I've never thought of this. I thought it was amazing that there is no element of our mortality that Jesus has not shouldered. boom i mean that just blows me away that is such a powerful statement because intellectually yeah jesus suffered in every way as we do he was tempted in every way as we do intellectually i get all that sometimes when i'm submitting to my temptations i think man jesus never did this but that he has shouldered everything i could ever experience and the vulnerability and talking about your mother's death um and of course and i'm thinking How can she do that without crying? Because when I talk about my mother, I always cry when I do that. Yeah. Uh, But wow, that that was just so powerful. Thank you.
2: Um, So one of the things about that that I really like um, is um, so our Methodist founder, John Wesley, one of some of his last words um, that we know of um, are the best thing is God is with us. That was his,
0: allegedly his last words. Allegedly his
2: last words. And he's not wrong. Um, because when you consider it, you know, Jesus really was, um you know he was he was killed he died he was buried there are all different parts of this process that he went through as well um that he would have experienced before us um which I just think is beautiful like god is with us but also god has experienced this too and that's just i just think that's so cool um so yeah the end um, you know, as far as the, the story of my mom, I don't know why I wasn't able, uh, that is a God thing that I was able to keep it together and, and still, and just talk about that situation. But,
0: um, yeah, if I'd have told it, I'd been crying. I've been slinging snot, you know, I, mean, it, <laughs> I, I would not have been able to tell that it was. And again, the vulnerability and, and sharing that, because I. For however long I've known you, I yeah. didn't know that about your mom. Yeah,
2: yeah, so. yeah. She um, she was diagnosed with MS in 1989 and um, passed away in 2011. And um, she really struggled with it. It was a really, really, um, really, really bad disease. Um, mm. And um, you know, there's still people who who have MS today. Back in the day, though, they didn't have like the medicines and and the hope that you could have. Um, today with MS, but um, for those of you who know somebody with multiple sclerosis, um, just make sure that you know that they are, are struggling and, and give them a high five for being brave and doing life. Um, yeah. So moving so looking on. Looking ahead.
1: <laughs>
2: just send it to the dead,
1: and I know that we've already had some questions of people that are reading along the book and wondering why was this? You know, when we say the Apostles' Creed on Sunday mornings. We we don't say descended to the dead. We'd right. Say, uh, we say we jump right to on the third day rose from the dead. Well, how do you mm-hmm. raise from the dead if you didn't first descend to the dead? Well, he was buried. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, but but okay. And so and so, I'm excited to to hear what you have planned yeah. this week. Um, I have lots of thoughts and ideas on this. One of the things I really appreciated from the book that Timothy Tennant said was, no one has the authority to remove this to remove. A, a creed of the church with right. a capital C that no, no one church, no one denomination that this is a Christian creed, a right. statement of faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can either, more than can either take from
0: nor add, add to. to. Yeah.
1: And and the fact that this somewhere along the lines was removed, I really appreciate about the fact that when you look at the apostles creed and the global Methodist churches, uh, transitional book and of stuff, Dr. Discipline, uh, yeah. it's, it's there. And it's because, we, no one had the authority to remove it to begin with, right. and, and so I love getting back to that.
0: we have a question,
1: Jeff? Uh, so we, we basically had a statement. A st- um oh and, and so one of the uh, things that uh, was posted here, um, someone has never recalled hearing uh, Jesus descended and preaching to the spirits. Can you all elaborate more on that? Yeah, because that's one thing that Timothy talks about in, yeah. in, the, in the book. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
2: from first Peter.
0: You know, the looking in, in the book, um, the, boy, this is so hard because I want I, I don't want to give spoiler <laughs> alerts to the sermon. Uh, but the first point that Tennant makes in the book is Jesus descended to the dead to preach to departed souls that had not been able to believe in him. You know, th- and I'm thinking here, John three sixteen whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That that's what Jesus was doing was all those who came before him that died, he's giving them the possibility to follow him out of the grave, as it were. You know, I'm still working through that. Right. Timothy Tennant is a whole lot smarter than I am, but but I'm I'm still working through that. The the questions and you know when we were planning this series i don't know if y'all remember it this way this is how i remember it is we said okay we're going to do this and here are the dates and this is when we're going to start and i said okay um and i don't remember which one of you i asked first but you know it's like josh what do you want to preach and you're like oh well i want to preach this one and then bonnie which one do you want to preach i want to preach this one (laughs) and personally i was like good because i really didn't want to preach on the suffering part i just (laughs) couldn't get excited about that but i really wanted to preach this one yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to preaching on descended to the dead Although there's a part of me that says this may not be preaching as much as it is teaching because one of the questions is uh, This is a number one question people have asked me conversations on Sunday morning. Hey, I'm reading the book email yesterday uh, Hey, my Sunday school class is wandering and you know, my response was come Sunday. That's what the sermons about yeah. So, so here's the question I have
1: for you. Okay. And I've asked this to you before, so I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> Are we going to shift to reciting the Apostles' Creed in service that includes descended to the dead? That
0: that is a great question and I think part of what we're going to do is measure the response on Sunday to uh see what people think. Ooh. Because um you know we we have although Tennant would frown on us, we have changed part of the creed here at St. Andrews. And that is, we don't say the Holy Catholic Church, which is what the creed originally stated, but Catholic small c, not capital C, meaning universal. So we say Holy Universal Church. My understanding is that is because Bob Feist was Catholic early in his life and he didn't want people to be confused. And even some of the people that come here that used to be Catholic have said, no, we like universal. Um, So uh, no one's ever complained about we use universal, even though if I'm being a little mindless in worship, Catholic may come out. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I look at the transitional book of doctrine and disciplines of the global Methodist church, it is in there. We are a global Methodist church. So it stands to reason for me that, yeah, that's what I wanna do. I wanna start putting that in the creed when we use that creed. But I do wanna see how people respond on Sunday. Uh, and my hope is people say, that needs to be in there. Yeah. The One of the questions is, why is there so much controversy about this? And I can't tell you how much fun I have had doing the research on this sermon. I even wrote our bishop, Scott Jones, right. who is uh, by trade, a church historian, he he teaches church history and John Wesley, and I asked him, you know, why was this taken out? Uh, and he didn't really have an answer, uh, except to say originally, and I already knew this, John Wesley included it in the creed. And he said, why did we put it back? He goes, the only thing I can figure out is people want to put it back in its original way that Wesley handed it down to us. Personally, I think that's more faithful to what yep. the Apostles' Creed is. But the controversy, as I understand it, is, was not created by the cre- the people that wrote the Creed. That was I don't think that was ever a problem for them. I don't think it was ever a question for them. The controversy primarily, I think, came at the end of the 19th and the start of the 20th century mm-hmm. when different theologies were coming up and people might have said well we don't think that's important you know we say descended to the dead and what we're going to look at the catholic Church, it's he descended to hell mm-hmm. and when you started to see the rise of a theological perspective that people didn't believe in hell that's unnecessary let's take it out of the creed which is alarming yeah absolutely yeah. which
1: is why i love that the global Methodist church has gone back to that because there's a slippery slope when you start deciding, you know, well, I don't believe this or that, you know, in particular with scripture, but even a creed that is, is, you know, the, the foundation of our belief mm-hmm. um, as a church, uh, you start picking and choosing next thing, you know, you're, I mean, you're, you're dwindling the faith down to, to just a few bare things that you're missing right. out on some important parts. So that's why the why matters. Yeah, um, and, and if, if you don't know the why, then it's easier to say, well, I don't want to believe that. But if you know the why, all of a sudden you know why it's important that he suffered. You know it's why mm-hmm. why it's important.
0: Why does this matter?
2: Yeah. So, um, with that in mind, so we're we're um, we don't want to pick and choose the parts of the Apostles' Creed. That we
0: can either add to nor take away from. We, we
2: don't want to do that. We don't want to pick our nose. But you can pick a service time. <laughs> on Sunday morning, I think
0: Bonnie's pushing us for a conclusion. <laughs>
2: yeah. um, and so you can come at 9 a.m. or 10:30 on Sunday mornings. 9 a.m. is um, our Sunday school hour as well. If you have children or youth, um, they could go to Sunday school as well as there's adult Sunday school classes. We
1: got midweek tomorrow night.
2: Midweek tomorrow night,
1: 5:30 to 7:30, dinner and discipleship for all ages. Burgers it's the new tomorrow night. Phrase, burgers and fries. Adults, we're going to be looking at Matthew and Thomas, the tax collector and the twin. And, uh, and then next week is, is going to be. Is it Matthew
0: the... and Thomas or is it Levi and Didymus? Didymus. Well, come tomorrow night and will find <laughs> okay, out. Okay, there we go.
1: Next week, night of prayer, prayer and worship. It's going to be great. Uh, but then also, there was something else. Oh, yeah, next week, our podcast will not be live. So oh, it man will still I, be we'll be dead. I at was going to say that. 12:30. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to wear the same shirt. How about you? Join us here on Facebook at 12:30 next Tuesday, but it won't be live. Jeff is out of town next week, and so we're going to film that and uh play that at 12:30 next week, and I won't be sitting here. We're going to be bringing Paige, an our expert, college minister, youth associate, and she's going she is an expert in apologetics. And so she's going to help give us a perspective of descended uh, to the the dead dead, and on the third day rose again um from apologetic side of things and so excited to uh to see that and hear that it's going to be great really looking forward to that so um yeah we are glad you guys joined us and uh we won't see you live next week but we'll still see you here you guys have a great rest of your day